The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner, here comes Knight and the Mets win it! Oh, we're about to do it. Opening day, the first full slate of games is here. Wait, I don't think my Yankees are playing, that don't count. This is Behind the Bag on the Box Score Heroes podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsock and we are live and that right there is Bobby Gucci from the Gucciverse, Tom Dagnino, a very Happy, happy Mets fan. Tommy, welcome mm-hmm. to the show. And how are you feeling? Boom. Every day the Mets win is a good day for me, man. Uh, well played game today. Pitching was excellent. Uh, I think we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And like I said, Cespedes hasn't played in 784 days and then he homers. Uh, and it was a bomb, too. Like I said, game changing. Uh, the DH shot. in the National League, that's, that's you know, it's a, it's a game changer, man. Is he most, success, but it's mostly DH. Is that, is that the thing you guys uh, get going yeah. on? Yeah, he's going over. He's not going to yeah. put him in the field. He just can't do it anymore. How uh, do you, but if, as long as he hit like that. Look, this is, we'll dive right into this, man. This is a sprint. We know this. They keep, they're marketing that now. Major League Baseball oh, yeah. correctly marketing. Welcome to the sprint. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm buying into it. Uh, the Mets, you get off to a good start. Diaz looking good. DeGrom, seven, mm-hmm. five solid. You oh. absolutely have to be feeling good right now. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, Jake is obviously the best pitcher in the league. There's no question about it. Yeah. Um, you know, watching him operate, he just, nobody barrels him up. Yep. They just his, his control is pinpoint accuracy yep. to watch the guy pitch is is magical. Yeah, like, it's it's he, he had one hit, eight Ks, five innings. The only reason he went out because he was you know shortened because of the stiff back of last week, or he probably would have pitched yeah. a fucking shutout. And look, and here's the, you don't need complete games at all, and baseball's changed anyways. Uh, yeah, I was looking at baseball cards earlier today on Box Score Heroes, uh, Legends of the Wax Pack. Fernando mm-hmm. Valenzuela, 1986, 20 complete mm-hmm. games, 20 complete <laughs> games. That's not too far in my memory, but but you, Degrom, this season, regular uh, 2019, 2021, I want Degrom going seven. Seven, six, seven yes. into the eighth. You you need five and a win. That's what you get. That's all you need. Totally. And you think you know at this point, it's like you look at the season sixty games, and it is a sprint, and they, they're right. they're marketing perfectly. You got to look at it as like you're coming out of uh, pretty much two weeks after the All Star break. Right. Every, everybody's deadlocked, and then you just play the next sixty. I mean, this is going to go by very quickly. And there's oh, yeah. going to be games every single day. Um, I think they have like six days off in two months, something like that in and around that area. Um, every single game counts. Everyone. Every one of them. You know, beat a division rival like the Braves today, fantastic stuff. And I mean, the batters, yeah. man, they're they're like you were saying off air. I, I think you're right. It takes a little bit. What, 100 at-bats maybe into a season, and you, sure. get, you get going. They're a little behind. The pitchers look ahead. Oh, my God, yeah. DeGrom was just blowing people away, and so was Sirocco. Uh, they, they just couldn't catch up to him. I love that kid, and, yeah. Yeah, that guy could pitch. That guy's a, that guy was placing the ball really, really well. He was nervous at first, gave up a couple of hits, but then they got a couple of clutch double plays. And then, you know, I'm just happy to see it back, man. You know, and I, yeah. I listened to most of the game because I was driving. Okay. And you're listening. You, can't tell. you don't notice a difference. You yeah. don't notice a difference. I was watching just, the Mets game. Sorry to cut you off. I was watching the Mets game going in and out. And I, while we were getting ready for the show, I watched the last two and a half innings of the Mets game. I forgot. Mm-hmm. On close-up shots with the cardboard cutouts, and and I th- I was good. I was ready to make fun of piping in the 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 mm-hmm. crowd cheers. I couldn't tell the difference, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you. And it was it was perfect to listen to. They really don't touch on it too much about what's going on. Yeah, you know they'll joke with the cardboard and things like that. But 
I think, you know, ultimately in a couple of weeks, if, uh, you know, things go properly and no one gets COVID and nothing shuts down, uh, I don't even think they'll talk about COVID anymore. And, you know, when Cespedes homers, they were, they were in the dugout. There was no social distancing. They yeah, were yeah. high-fiving, slapping high-five. And that's just the way it is. That's just yep. the way it goes. We'll get some, uh, we're, we're doing this live on YouTube. Some of you are listening later on the podcast. We're going to have some score updates. Lauren Romo's in chat. Her Tigers already down 2 nothing to the Reds. going to be long I'm season. watching that right now. Long season for those Tigers. Let's talk Juan Soto, uh, though. Yeah. Talk about the future of this year. We, we, I keep wondering if we're going to go full 60. I keep worrying that we're not. I'm starting to feel a little less worried, but maybe that my guards come down. Because then Juan Soto, he's asymptomatic. He tests mm-hmm. this week at... He was he was hanging around his team. We got to see what happens yeah. with that. That's what we're. That's what you and I talked about, Tom, last week. One guy, one mess up, and all this could go away. A hundred percent. And I think you got to look at it to where, you know, that's why they have these expanded rosters. If somebody yeah. does get it, you know, you could put them on, you know, you know, other guys on the field. And I totally get that. Mm. I mean, I think what you're going to see, uh, it could spike or it could get a little tricky when they start flying places, you know, on a consistent basis. Uh, and what they're doing is like the Mets play Boston four games next week and right. two are in Fenway and then two are in city field. So they're kind of capping that with the same series with no days off either. Yeah. Everyone take their own car. Uh, take your own. Take yeah, your I own would car. too. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. You but know, the way to do it. How does, uh, I, I, I opened up some cards this morning and I've been, uh, I got, do you remember this set Tom for those live and listen, if you listen to the podcast earlier, do you remember the 87 Donners opening day? card set. Yes, I do. Where'd you get that? I had it. I bought it $20 yeah. as a kid. The cards are in pretty good condition. The box is not, but the cards are right here on the top. I opened this, uh, I was playing around with this today. Uh, I got, I got the Daryl strawberry, man. Oh, uh, that's a nice card. And what that I loved it. Very nice card. Look at this. Look at this. This is the description of Daryl strawberry, his determination to answer all the critics who have complained that he has yet to reach his potential was demonstrated opening day when he had a three run first inning home to lead the Mets three to two over the pirates. That's dramatic. Uh, I mean, no, those baseball cards back in those days were amazing. What's, uh, uh, we yeah. Were, we were talking about them the other day. This LeBron card sold for like $1.5 million or something the other day. I was like, wowzers. And their baseball cards are back in a big way, man. Starting guys to come like, back. Can you? Yeah. you know, we're not, you know, a lot of guys like us, we're not working uh, in certain ways. And then these guys looking for something to do and baseball cards is making a steaming, steaming comeback. The only time steaming is a good word. I just, I was yes. out in my storage shed looking for a box of 87 tops I have, and I, I couldn't find it, <laughs> but I found my 86 tops, Jerry Rice, uh, uh rookie card. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna, I know what that is. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's, it's in, it's in the hardest baseball cards, uh, uh, case I've, I ever owned. So it's in pristine condition. I'm going to look that up. Maybe is that the green outline, the green yeah, outline the green, with yeah, the white green thing. outline. Yeah. I remember um, that card. Yeah. But Great card. yeah, it's a good card. He's looking back over his shoulder. Uh-huh. Tom opening day memories, man. This is a holiday to us. This, this kind it of is. it is it's about a, four months, three four months uh, late, <laughs> late. But it is here. Christmas, you know. Christmas came in March this year, but uh, for us, July. Um, yeah, man, I look. I used to race home. I remember. I remember the '88 opening day. I raced home from junior high, got off the bus, run home, and I was watching the Dodgers. I think Dodgers Braves, and I'm watching. I think Pedro was still Guerrero was still playing for the Dodgers. He gets traded to the mm-hmm. Cardinals a little bit later. Uh, he's not part of the '88 uh, series team. I I uh, I just remember thinking, wow, this is like a new chapter in the history of baseball. Every season is a new chapter, and opening day just. I love that feeling. It's so fantastic. I mean, the Mets are really good on opening day. I think that was their 40th win on opening day or something along those lines in in like a 60 something year history or whatever it is now. Um, 62 to 2020. So 40, yeah, about 60, 60 
58, 58 years, something like that. I mean, that's pretty damn good for opening day. Um, yeah. And they've won the last, I think, five or six, you know, with Jake pitch, pitching or Santana or whoever. Mm. Uh, you know, they just win on opening day and it's great. And to come out the gate like that, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a, I mean, a lot of people say like, you know, oh, I, you know, it was only one nothing. How is it a good game? I'm like, no, it was perfectly pitched. Oh, yeah. Well, well executed. And like I said, what you didn't see with the DH in here now is the small ball we were talking about. Yeah. They weren't pushing runners over, nothing really happening. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, the Braves only had three or four hits and the Mets had like six or seven. But I mean, right. you know, the pitching was just remarkable. And like I said, and we were saying they're just yeah. a little heavy hitters right now. But yeah, they got that pitch over the play for Cespedes and he parked it. And that was it. Eddie in our chat, Haskell 420 live. Andy Pettit pitching in the snow at the stadium. I think wow. it was April 11, 1998. I do remember that one there. <laughs> do you have a truth. specific Mets opening day memory? I'm 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 a Yankee fan, but I got my favorite Mets opening day in my brain. Mm, let me think that uh, it's uh, opening day. I think it was 1980. Five when yeah. Gary Carter that's, homered. That's mine. That's it. Tenth and inning. It was his first, yeah, it was first, uh, I think he, he didn't have a hit uh, before the day. Right. And then, yep, Homer walked it off. The Mets were a great team that year, man. They won 98 games. Almost and there. Still, and didn't even make the playoffs. That's crazy. Oh, that's my, that's my, and I wasn't even a super active baseball fan, but I remember seeing that. You know, Carter's my guy. Kid's my guy. Yeah. I love that swing. He hit that curveball. that was off Neil Allen. And he, it was he, off Neil Allen. He yes, goes it was. slow to get it. And uh, I love, I love Carter's swing. It's an old style swing. swing. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's like that, that stance and yeah, you just push. High stance coming on yep. down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great catcher. Mm. Great man. R.I.P. Great. Poor guy. Uh, absolutely. He only, I think he was only 50. Eight oh, or something. very. Something, and he, like, something and, along those lines. Fifty-four, maybe something I, like that. And he was he was in coaching. He was he was starting to do some coaching. I think he could have been. Yes, he was a, a great major league manager. I think he could have gone on for the Marlins or something like that. He he would have. He been definitely good. had the moxie. Uh, he definitely could have been. And he's a leader. A camera kid, as they also called him too. Behind, yep. behind, oh, his, yeah. behind his back. He said, "Crush the ivory uh, soap bar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that commercial. He had a couple of other ones. Right. When he came over, yeah, they, he never shot away from the camera. That's for damn sure. That's hey, you know, like hey, kid just being kid. You he, know? he learns to speak fluid uh, French up in Montreal, becomes a superstar. Hey, what are you yeah, going to do? Yeah. Sorry, hot. There you go. I love yeah, Andre Dawson, but uh, he and Dawson got into yeah. it. We got yeah. it for Yubi Brooks, Mike Fitzgerald, Gerald. Floyd Yeomans. Floyd Yeomans. That's you yes, got that it. Was the, that was it. That's Yeomans. He had okay some okay okay season for the. He was okay. He was supposed to. They. I mean, he was like cousins with Doc. I think he was. Uh, yeah, what cousins with Gooden, and they thought he was going to be good, and and everybody they gave him up on, uh, for yeah. Carter. It's like, oh no, he'd be Brooks and Fitzgerald. Yeah, fine, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they went on to be good, good major league baseball players. But I mean, Fitz, Fitz was Gary another Carter one of my favorite. They don't win a World Series if they don't have Gary Carter in '86. No uh, hey man, your your words to uh, to my ears there. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking uh, what else? Big thing on that we want to talk about here, Tom. Uh, this this kind of came out yesterday while well, my Yankees were winning a a, a rain shortened game there over those Nats. Uh, baseball playoffs, man. They find they came to this agreement pretty fast once they actually uh, sat down to talk about it here. No doubt, no surprises. Uh, we're gonna have a different no. format. Here it is. I'll read it here. You let me know what you think. Rob Manford. Mm-hmm. Poor, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Manford, but uh, he, he, I don't know. The poor guy has to go out and be the, the face of uh, yeah. the organization or the, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the company, so to speak. Totally. All right, so 16 teams are going to get in, eight from the American League, eight from the National League. That's not a surprise. Rounds. Yeah. Uh, as has been the case since 2012, there'll be four rounds. I'm reading straight from MLB.com. But instead of a round featuring a sudden death wild card game with the division winners resting, the format will be as follows. Wild card series, best of three, all game at all games at the C, at the higher seeds home ballpark. 
Number one seed versus eight, two, seven, three, six, four, five. That makes sense. Then they move on division series, as you know, best of five were traditional two, two, one home road format, uh, and uh, the seeding kind of same league championship series with the very traditional that I I love three, uh, two, three, two, uh, yep. home road format, uh, and then you got uh, the higher home advantage, home field advantage. World Series, uh, same as well. But what is kind of uh, different? How the, how will the teams will be seeded? Is the big difference. The top three seeds in each league will go to the th- uh, three division winners, East, Central, West, in order of record. Record's important. The next three seeds, four through six, go to the three teams that finish in second place in the division in order of record. Then the final Ooh. two seeds, seven and eight, will go to the two teams with the next best records, regardless of division or division standings. That's the big difference. You can get in there because the first and second place teams in each division automatically advance to October. The seven and eight seeds are act are the actual wild card teams there's some stuff about ties so do the division series uh, technically featured zero division winners correct um, mm-hmm. uh, with a higher seed be the true home team yes having all three games in one location contributes to the aforementioned expedited schedule and also serves as a reward for regular season performances uh, will this be used in the future it is only for 2021 though the big collective bargaining agreement expires after 2021 this is kind of what you and I have been talking about Tom yes big changes could come in and people would be like, hmm, I kind of like this stuff. Talk playoffs. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Well, DH for sure is, is one of my favorites because that's what the Mets predicament is. Um, CJ Crowen just homered off the off, uh, somebody in the uh, Detroit game. It's 3 1 uh, Cincinnati. Um, that was a bomb, too. Yeah, um, I, too. I think it's great. I mean, feasibly, you can see four teams from the NL East make the playoffs. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, I mean, you could be you could be Mets, Braves, and then if the Nationals and Phillies have the that the seventh and eighth record, you right. can see this feasibly, right? Which is crazy to me, but that's what happens. That's what happens in football as well. I think it's a I think it's a good move. I, I never really I, I like the one that you know the one wild card game. It's fun, right? But you still, I mean, say if like you know the Mets are in a one game playoff to see to break a record, and they got the ground pitching to yeah. get their wild card, right? Yeah. The, whatever it is, the seventh spot. They use the ground there. He's done. And then you have to pitch somebody else in that wild card game. Right. Now, what you're thinking is, I think if you play that long, and it's good for revenue and it's good for everything, a two out of three, uh, I think is a, a really, really good move for a wild card series. No question. It gives other people the time to rest more as well. Uh, yeah. You know, get their, get their rotation back, get everybody playing. I, I like it. I mean, yeah. the more teams, the better, because it gives the Mets an opportunity to sit back you know, and who knows? I, I, I have them winning the NL East anyway, but yeah, yeah. you know, the way I see it, even with Syndergaard and, and Stroman gone and you know, whatever the other injuries are, but the way I see it is NL East is probably the best division in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Philly. Cause Raves, yeah. it was like national then the power rankings, the nationals were up there in the top 15. It was nationals, Mets, Phillies, and Braves, right. like in the fifth, in the top 15. Yeah, which is pretty crazy to me. And I don't think there's enough time to really run away with a division here in 60 games. No, you know, so you will see some interesting stuff happen. And I think any team, it's very possible that uh, you can see four from the NL East. Uh, I'm oh, not yeah. even kidding. It's uh, extremely, extremely possible. I'm, I'm, I'm more. I really like this idea. I, I, 
I look. I grew up lament when the wild card came. I was like, I don't know, water it, yeah. watering it down. Then I, I'm here for the wild card. What, but what I what I never fully love is you know you, you the whole season comes down to one game. That's not baseball. That's football. Yes, uh, and and I Correct. love and I love that it's football. That's not baseball. That's not the way the game was designed to play. So it becomes somewhat anticlimactic. And therefore, if I'm say uh, maybe I am the Detroit Tigers uh, and I'm a fan of the Tigers like Lauren Romo and Chad. And let's say mm-hmm. in a regular wild card year, they're they're fighting and you're excited and you yay I love baseball. Then one, you, but in the back ahead, you know they get one game. Like, I don't care. Like, you, yeah. your, your enthusiasm's down a little bit. This makes it interesting. You at least got two games. You at least got a chance to get two games. And then it becomes the wild card means even more. So I, I even in spite of myself, I, I am a, traditional, a traditionalist when it comes to sometimes the baseball playoffs. Yes. I got to tell you, I, this is intriguing and something that I could see sticking. Yeah. I, I I 100% agree with you. And it's just like, a you know, look at the two, 2016 Mets. I think we, I thought we were a hell of a better team than the Giants. Yeah. It was... Uh, you know, we had Syndergaard versus Bumgarner, and yeah. they won whatever. Familia gave up the home run, and then later on, and they lost. But, I mean, it was a really tight game, and I think we were a better team. I think you play two more games uh, against the Giants, I think we take them out. Yeah. Uh, and I think it gives, a, a, like I said earlier, if you're fighting tooth and nail for that last spot and your number one is at the last game of the, at game 60 to get in the playoffs, yeah. then you're sitting there, you know, you roll your dice with your number two. I get it. But – you know, I think the two out of three format is something that's great, man. The more baseball that I can see, the better. Yep. Uh, and I have no problem with that. You yep. know, you don't want to have a 10 game world series. I get it, no, no, no. but like it's the, everything team. else is fine. The yep. format is great. Uh, the more, the more teams, the merrier, man. Like, you know, uh, and it gives more fans mm-hmm. an option to stick around and watch the game a little more, you know, cause you know, you're playing, you, you know, say the reds, I mean, or Detroit, Mm-hmm. And they lose the first 10 games. Nobody's even going to watch the next 50. Right. You know, but if they're sitting there floating around two or three games out of that eight spot, you know, with t- five games left, you're still going to watch them. And I think that's why they put the wild card in there. Yeah. Because to go back to the 85 Mets, uh, nobody else was even close. The other no. division winners had no, nowhere near those wins. Yeah. You throw the Mets in a wild card there. That, that makes sense. But now when you're watching and they're like, have 98 wins and, you know, you're 10 or 15 games out because somebody has a hundred and something, you're going to quit earlier. And that's what happens all the time. Remember 80, you know? 86 Mets, the Cardinals were done by May. Like they, you just oh, knew it was yeah. done. You just knew Finished. it was done. No, I were done. We won the division by 26 games. And, and, and uh, I, I, I think what I think too, is this helps build those stars you need because the spotlights on them, you get more time to see a guy come up in the big, in the big spotlight. And, and you and I, and everyone probably listening, watching now, we know all these players, we know mm-hmm. what they do in, in May or for the now in July, but right. we, you want the public to see what they do in October when the tension's up and, the, and, and, and stuff is there. Corey Smith sure. says, uh, Hey, why widen the playoffs this season and not such uh uh, increase the regular season. So that's, that's a good question. question. That's a good question yeah. from Corey. Like, Hey, now Manfred, uh, good old, uh, good old Manfred, uh, Manfred man, uh, Quinn, the Eskimo yes. gets here. Everybody going to run to him. Um, he said, this is the time, t- the timetable's the same. We're not going to be playing much into November. Right. Uh, unfortunately right. for Derek Jeter fans. So yes, I understand what Corey's saying. I, I don't have, I don't have the answer for it. Why they did that or why they've done it this way. Would you, would you take a less playoffs for one more week? Or are you, are you happy with what's this compromise? I, I think what they did was right. Um, and you want to build the excitement where you, they're only giving us 60 games. You know what I mean? People are not happy about that. And I totally get it. 
But you throw it, you know, you change the wild card, you add a couple more teams in there. I think it, I, I think it switches it up perfectly, man. I'm I'm 100 for it. I'd rather see mm-hmm. the extra in, the extra teams in the playoffs and the, and the wild card scenario other than a regular season game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't. Uh, the only regular season stuff I watch is football or baseball. I exactly. don't watch regular season basketball games. I don't care yeah. for them. It looks like don't. the players don't want to play. Uh, I watch playoff basketball. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in, in, in football, I probably only watch a regular season half the time is because I'm in fantasy football, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but it's and also it's Sunday and you go out to a bar or whatever you have. Yeah, time. It's, you know? it's an event. Baseball football's always had that advantage. Once it really became big than baseball, it is a built in event. Uh, baseball. Yep. Look, even I'm a fan uh, as, as as a big a fan of I, I am. I, I, I can have a game on for a couple innings. I know I'm going to get a score update and I have 161 more options to watch my Yankees. That's um, true. And, you know, not that I, you know, there was a peak time in my life where I, when I could, I had the time I'd watch every day, but football's got the event thing. So anyways, to Corey's point, I, I, I understand where he's saying, like, give me maybe another week of the regular season. Does that make it feel like more of a legit season? You're not, not getting robbed. And this yeah. isn't, um, this isn't a, a, a circus kind of a trick, a gimmick season. I, I understand that, but I, I'm happy with this playoff format. Yes. And I think it's going to, I think it, this is one of the things that could stick in some way, shape or form. I think it will stick. Seating stuff might be a little different. Maybe you figured a what, different way to do it, but I, I just think it's exciting and there's nothing wrong yes. with that right now. And I, and Corey, again, Corey's point is, point is great. So, um, well, like I said, this is a perfect, a, a perfect time for baseball to experiment. And that's exactly what they're doing. And Lauren Romo, uh, again, a long suffering Tigers fan, though she did send me a uh, Tigers hat. I, I'll wear it when I got it. Now I got my little star Wars baseball cap on here. She's mm-hmm. a great season for rookies in her opinion. Uh, get them in there and see what they can do. Set them up better for next season. Even, and you can compete with these rookies now, even if you're the Tigers, you get off the hot, hot start. Maybe not today, but yeah, I like yeah. it too. I, there there's, there's throw, throw some kid in there. If, 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 if Buster, yeah. Suppose he's got COVID or doesn't want to get it. Actually, he doesn't have it. He just opted out. Throw someone yep. else in there. Get it. See what you can do. Less pressure. A hundred percent. I think it's very interesting stuff, you know, um, with the 60 games. Yeah. And, you know, baseball is struggling to find ways to, you know, uh, to make the games go faster, you know, get uh, younger fans in here because right. uh, the baseball is not the pastime it once was. Basketball took a lot of that audience away. Football's had its audience. I mean, there's soccer. There's a bunch of other stuff right now. Yeah. And in this ADD world we live in, mm-hmm. you know, ADD dominated, you know, people are like oh, 162 games. Yeah. You're crazy. Oh, a nine inning baseball game that goes four hours. You know, yeah, they, don't, yeah. they just don't have the time to do it. They'd rather watch just like, you know, ESPN was like flirting with basketball where they were just going to play like the last five minutes of a game. Right. You know, and just watch them, you know, watch the last five minutes. And I totally get that. Yeah. And yeah. you can play like the show and you could pick up a game in the seventh inning or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, you know, it's it's a TikTok world, and that's okay. And 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 baseball right. has to adjust as best it can. I don't like everything they've done to adjust. I miss I miss the four intentional pitches. Uh, you know, I, I, sure. I but I get it. I get it, Tom. We have to adjust. Yeah. If we don't adjust, we die yeah. in the spirit totally. of the game. And again, look, it, it go go back to baseball's history. It's adjusted. No one's throw. No one's uh, wearing their baseball mitts in their back pockets. Uh, yes. You know, everyone's wearing helmets now. Face guards, uh, uh, yes. and uh, you know, integration happened. <laughs> Base- mm-hmm. Baseball's totally. okay with changing. Uh, I think it's um, it's good. Corey says, "Yeah, my Blue Jays are going to be all rebuilding for the young guns this season." Yeah, I just was. I love that line. I it's love the top three. I was watching it just before we went live on air here. Uh, Bobichet, Kevin Biggio, and then yep. uh, Vlad Jr. Girl. 
Yeah, Vlad Jr. I love it. It's the 90s Mark II, and, and I think they got an exciting team, and you can figure things out there. Um, solid, solid team. Speaking of solid teams, Tom, we got to talk about those Dodgers. Big win last night. Oh, Dustin May, the redheaded rookie, comes up. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about Kershaw. You know, t- take, take a chill pill. Nah. You'll be all right. May comes up, big win, but you you pointed out, and everyone's seen it in the highlights, this is a stacked lineup, and uh, the least of them came up big. That's scary. It's a scary team. We were sitting there watching it, me and my buddy, and I'm like, this is a real lineup. I go, I go, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers average seven runs a game. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a really, really, and Mookie Betts and, and, and Bellinger back-to-back, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Uh and then, you know, you got Kike, you got Seeger, who's a, who's going to come back this year and yep. play better than he did last year because of Tommy John and the whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, Turner. But then, you, like I said, Kiki Hernandez, uh, Turner. Mm. Uh, it's, I think it's Austin Barnes behind the plate. That might be yeah. the only spot where they're not fantastic. Yeah, they, they got call, that other kid. Calls a good game, though. Yeah. Calls a good game. That's all that really matters. That's all you need. Um, what a solid, solid team. AJ Pollock's on there. I mean, they, they, they're just top to bottom. I like Pollock. These are guys who are all 30 home run guys. Pollock's, Every single one, Pollock's, of uh, Pollock's a, one of those old-timey, uh, by old-timey, I mean like 1997. Uh, old-timey yeah. gamers to me. I love that a lot. Yeah. Plays hard. That's why he always gets hurt. Yeah. He yeah. puts his body out there. He does. If they stay healthy, the only like thing riser. that could be an issue is their bullpen a little bit. Sure. Um, that could be an issue. But when you're scoring seven runs a game, the bullpen ain't going to even come into play. Yeah, look, if you're, uh, it just yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, that might be thump thump your way to victory. And look, the trade deadline is in a month. Oh my gosh, we're in a month. Dodgers I go know. pick someone up, throw some prospects. You know, Lux is there at second base, whatever. You're going to keep him, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you you can toss someone. They got, a, I think, a, a deep enough farm system. Go get go get an arm you need, and then that's the fun. It's a shootout. Um, mm-hmm. All right, he bets this 13 year deal. To me, these numbers are so big. The years are so big. It, it's too much to even comprehend. But and what's he, 27? Yeah. Yeah. So 40 yeah. wins it. Uh, He'll be I mean, <laughs> with them till 2032. So if, if we're a, all here. Yeah, if we're all here. That is a big, big deal. And it's the biggest yeah. deal, obviously, in, in history of uh, Major League Baseball, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. he beats Trout by a little bit. Um, yeah. Does he deserve it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a very, very, very good player. Yeah. Probably one of the best in the game. Um, mm-hmm. That is just a crazy amount of money, dude. Holy Jesus. And you got to live up to it, but he likes LA. And I mean, nobody would sit back and, and turn down that money. I don't care who you are. This, uh, yeah. That's just crazy. In order to money. I'm looking at his stats now. I forget he's only 27. He's hitting that prime. Um, you know, is, is he going to be playing till he's 40? No, maybe not. I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's more possible now. You don't sign these deals in 1984. Um, no. But this is a big, I mean, forget the numbers. It's what he's doing, what he's bringing in. He's an MVP. He's a gold glover. He's all around player. He deserves this. He deserves what he's got. I just, I, I you can just, you just get a sense when he comes over, Tom, that he, even before the, the, all the, the lockdown stuff happened, when he and David Price are going out to the stadium and they're taking the photos, he just looked, he just looked right as a Dodger. Yeah. I'm a Yankee fan. I agree. This isn't a slide against the Red Sox um, or they're, or they're good fans of their community. But uh, it just felt like Betts looked around and was like, hey, this feels right to me. I 100% agree. I mean, he is uh, obviously a huge star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's playing in Boston. I, I don't watch Boston commercials or TV, right. but he's marketable as well. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers, I, I, you can't fault them. They spend money. They spend money. The Mets do not spend money. Or we'd have Dealer here and a couple of other guys still. Um, hey, maybe J-Lo will spend some money when she takes over, right? Right. And the Mets ain't going to sit there and give a 12-year deal. I mean, 
And yeah. I get that. I, yeah. I, I think that is very extreme 12 years. Yeah. Uh, is that what, it, it, you know, if he wants to be a Dodger for life, obviously he will at this point. It's a statement, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's a no trade clause or there, any, there is there any opt outs. I'm not really 100% sure about the deal, but I just yeah. saw the money and that's all I really mattered. Eddie uh, Haskell, Yankee fan. Eddie's got an agenda waste of money, trade bait yeah. 2023. <laughs> I mean, no one will take that contract. No. I mean, you, unless the Yankees will take it, probably. Who knows? Uh, what's uh, his, yeah, what's the Dodger exec? A- Andrew Friedman, right? Uh, this is yes. the this is guy he wanted. He bided his time. Uh, he waited. He, he wanted it. him. Yeah, they were talking about that on baseball, uh, Major League Baseball uh, Network. Uh, yeah. the, the Friedman just, this is a long play, and it worked out. So, <laughs> look, man, Eddie, yeah, I, I, I would have taken bets on the Yankees any day of the week, uh, twice on Sunday for a doubleheader. So, uh <laughs> That is a if, really the Yankees are a good team too. Stanton crushed that ball yesterday. Stanton looked great. Look, Scherzer's still Scherzer. I know. I know it's uh, maybe the the next chapter of his career. Maybe not as dominant, but I, I'd still throw yeah. Scherzer out there any any day of the week too. But uh, look, Stanton just looked. Uh, he looked. He looked game ready. Ready. He to did. Play. And th- like I said, this this four month little uh, delay got a lot of people ready. Cespedes wouldn't have been ready. Conforto would have been ready. He had an oblique thing. Uh, they said Stanton, Judge, none of these guys would have been ready. But now everybody has no excuse to be healthy except Jed Lowry, uh, Lowry <laughs> a loser. That guy sucks. <laughs> you cut him for the team? You cut your team? Who, who, yeah. Who's owning the Mets, man? Who's going to own the Mets? You want Jalen? Uh, you want Jalen? Uh, I mean, they got like Travis Kelsey. They got a bunch of I'm like, what is going on? Where is, what? Uh, I, I don't... Look... Everybody's like, oh, the Mets, this, Mets, that. I mean, look, we got a really good lineup. It's not like yeah. we're, we're putting a shitty team out there and not no. spending money. Like, top to bottom, we're very, very good. You know, a lot of rookies are on, you know, a lot of guys that, that are not making the money, you know, yeah. the big money until they're up for the big money, the Alonzos, the McNeils, the Confortos, yeah. uh, the, uh, Rosario. A lot of people are on player-friendly deals right now yeah. uh, or the rookie deals or, you know, whatever, not no six years of service, whatever that case may be, um, yeah. or arbitration ready. I mean, we did give Degrom money. Uh, yeah. You know, we locked him up, which is great. But yeah. it even even so, they do have that kind of formula where they really don't give over a four year deal. You know, exactly. And a lot of t- that's and that's technically what mid market teams do. But the Mets aren't a mid market team, and I could see the frustration. You know. Well, look, this, I, I'm telling you, and I owned him on a on a fantasy baseball team last year. Edwin Diaz does uh, three fourths of what he did in Seattle in 2018. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're in a much better position. That bullpen oh, yeah. burned you early on and you guys still got that. You still made it interesting. So yeah, we made it close. We had a great run, yeah. but if we didn't blow 30 games, the, bull, the bullpen took 30 games, crazy 30 games with the lead. Yeah. We take six of those games. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. They blow 22. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Lauren Romo. Uh, I love the long suffering time. Max Scherzer wish the Tigers would have kept him, but he had too much in the guys at the time. Yeah. I love those trades and Scherzer uh, started with the diamondbacks. I actually, I think, I think I remember trying to learn to spell his name at a fantasy draft when he was a diamondback. Mm-hmm. And that's my first you, memory of it. Yeah. Who did he come over with? Was it the, what deal was it? I know they traded him to the Tigers, but I know for a pitcher, yeah, I'll look. I'll look it up. Uh, Lauren might be in chat, uh, beating me to it here. Um, but he came over. Baseballreference.com. They're they're the best man. Uh, Three team deal: Diamondbacks uh, and Yankees and Tigers. Tigers sent Curtis Granderson to the Yankees. Ty, uh, That's what it was. Yeah, Ty, Ed, Edwin Jackson to the Diamondbacks. Yankees sent Phil Coke and Austin Jackson to the Tigers. Yankees sent Ian Kennedy to the Diamondbacks, and Daniel Schlereth came over with uh, Scherzer to the Tigers. Uh, That's and, a nice deal. 
Yeah. Yeah. To the Tigers. And then what did the what did the Tiger deal? I'm trying to look. Oh, it was just free agency um, when he leaves the Tigers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That yeah, was yeah, a big deal. I remember deal. that. Remember that deal. He was only uh Arizona, what, two years? Two years yeah, in Arizona? I only, yeah, and he wasn't that it wasn't like he was crazy dominant or anything. He found his uh stride in Detroit. Yeah, two and, years. Uh, and he just was masterful. Well, let's say, yeah, he, he goes uh nine and eleven the first year. And I know wins aren't as much anymore, but uh, Detroit's mm-hmm. where it comes on. And uh, that's the thing is I remember because I, 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 2009, so he's, he's with the Tigers in 2010. I'm a National League, I'm a Yankee fan, but when it comes to the, my fantasy baseball league, we're a National League only uh, rotisserie yeah. league. So I, I'm always focused on the National League. I remember when Scherzer started hitting big, I was like, that Diamondbacks kid is pitching okay. Like, I couldn't believe yeah. it. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Yeah, I never watched, I wasn't watching any Detroit games, but I'm like, and then I saw the National signed him. I'm like, God damn it. And, and then sure enough, they're beating the Mets yeah. and winning World Series. All yeah. right. I, I Tom, I'm gonna throw this one out of you here. You're running, you're running the Yankees. Haskell's got a question here. Uh, okay. I would want bets on the Yankees. He says, sure, but at that price, that number, we got to pay Judge Sanchez and others could never mm-hmm. afford them and bets, which is right. And they chose Garrett yes. Cole. We know that. So take Cole out of the equation. Who do you want on your team? The Aaron Judge or Mookie Betts? Who do you want to build around? If, if you, you know what, I mean. Judge Judge looked good too. He just has problems staying healthy. He's such a big man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's my thing. I I, I would I would I would I'm gonna, I'm gonna I would go ahead and take Mookie Betts. And this is sacrilegious. I I have Aaron Judge socks. Okay, this mm-hmm. is how much I love Aaron Judge. But if I'm putting together a team, they're about the same age. Um, uh, hey, Judge two for three last night. You know. Um, it's yeah, the health he thing. And he, he is a big guy, man. You don't see a lot of old big guys. <laughs> nope, you don't. No, um, the Steve Alboni, Dave Kingman days are over. <laughs> you know, but these guys, I mean, I mean, Stanton and this guy, they're just gigantic. They're 6'8", or whatever they are. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, judge that, 6'8". He, yeah. He, on MLB, the show and the video game, he you put you get in the batter's box, it's all you see. It's all you yeah, see. it's this giant person. I know, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, and he's a great player, man. These guys oh. stay healthy. Uh, I think you're going to see a big season from Stanton and him. Yeah. But can they stay healthy? That's, like that's it. And, and Stanton's, I think, is going to be a full time DH. I think that's where they're putting him. Yeah. Which they should just let him swing the bat. Don't put him in the field. He's an underrated fielder. He just yeah. his legs are always fucked up. There's yeah. always something quad or knee or ankle or yeah. hamstring. It's just that's what DH-ing. it is. DHing, but then you got Stanton hold down a lot of that. Yeah. Corey Smith says, "I wish the Jays kept Stroman and didn't trade Syndergaard." Uh, as a prospect, yeah. enjoy our pitchers, Gucci. Enjoy I know, our pretty much pitchers. When they're both out right now. I love your starting rotation. I know they're out. I know they're yeah. out. I, uh, Thor, I love Thor. Um, it's great. DeGrom's just, he's one of those pitchers that's just oh. watching him today. And the sounds of the game. Yeah, you and I love the sounds of the game. DeGrom pitching, that crack, boom, ball oh, yeah. to glove, ball to glove. was beautiful today. This ball is just a ball, pinpoint accuracy, like I was saying. Watching him pitch today is just, I you know, I knew DeGrom was going to be great when he pitched in that all-star game. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 2000, maybe it was 14, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty sure it was 14. Yeah. Maybe 15. Uh, Either one. Yeah, I can look at uh, that. I think he threw nine pitches, and the ball was moving. And you saw the guy, I think it was one, one of the guys in the Tigers, he goes, I didn't even, I don't even know what was happening with that ball. 2015, he, yeah. 2015, yeah, when they went to the series. He mouthed it to, like, the guys in the dugout. He's like, I, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then he just wiped everybody out on nine pitches. You think- there were maybe ten. I, I don't even know. I think yeah. somebody fouled one off. But the ball, and then Joe mm-hmm. Buck was like, uh, 
the world uh, now yeah. the world knows about this guy now. Yeah. And then uh, you know, obviously, he rounded in the form the last couple of years. And honestly, when he goes out on the mound, mm-hmm. it, you just don't you don't expect to lose. Yeah. Uh, the Mets don't score runs for him, unfortunately, which was today because he had like ten no decisions last year. Yeah. When he left after after leading in seven after leading after seven innings, but the bullpen blew like nine of his wins or something like that. Yeah. You know. Crazy, and which is just un, uh, unbelievable. And now he's at 28, uh, 28, uh, Four, yeah, in a row. yeah, former rookie of the year, which you forget. And also you forget he broke in late 26 yes. is what he made. He's 31, 31, 32 range right now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And age is, uh, not as much, uh, as it used to be and not much of a hindrance in baseball, just in terms of your performances, you can go on, you can do some yoga and you're good to go for a little bit. Uh, you know, um, but he'll be here for a bit. I love his 2018 season at one point, one seven uh era the, the old stat but the the 200 uh the 218 era plus which is uh one of those new stats i love it it's you take 100 and the league average and then you but and those that with ops plus are good measurements of what a player actually does and that's that's it's crazy stuff it's crazy I mean, stuff. he's only one he won the Young with nine wins yeah because I mean, it just they knew what well, happened. Ten, well, ten and nine and eleven and eight the last few years, yeah, and and he, he might win the Cy Young with six wins this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> possibility, and it's all going to be about you know the ERA. Uh, yeah, it's just like I said, he's a joy to watch, and there's a couple of pitchers that I, I enjoy. And like uh, Ed Haskell saying here, yep. yes, Cole was firing on all cylinders yesterday. Wow, uh, I love having Derek Cole. That mm. ball was flying out of his hand too. Yep. What a power pitcher, man! Uh, I mean, yeah. it's power, but it's a little finesse too. Yeah, Cole is just straight power. I'm a, I'm afraid putting that much money into a pitcher, but you also got to do it. And yeah, uh, do. as a Yankee fan, it. we needed that guy. A few more minutes left in the show. I'll give you some live score updates. If you're listening later on the podcast, I apologize. Nothing much to report on though. Reds, Tigers in the fifth at the time of this recording. Reds up three one. Blue Jays, Rays still scoreless. Other games just kind of getting underway. I was watching yep. a little bit while we're chatting there. Uh, uh, Schwarber, he got on base. I love Kyle Schwarber. A Schwarber bomb. He looks like yeah. he's the only player right now in the bigs. It rhymes, reminds me, he's in better shape, but he reminds me of those Balboni guys who are having, oh, yeah. they're having chicken tenders on the way to first base. And those are the guys I love. Um, yeah, the best thing to do with that guy's DH and it's, it's going to help a yeah. lot of teams. Absolutely. We got some trivia on the way, but Tom, the big question here, man, we, we doing a cardboard cutout. How do we get a cardboard cutout of us? The Gucci verse represents uh heroes <laughs> at a stadium. Exactly. Amazing for a cardboard cutout. I tried to get the Bobby and the Juice. I tried to send it in, yep. and they told me I couldn't use animated people. <laughs> and I was like, well, "Why not?" They're like, "What's this mask thing?" Be like, I mean, I did. I was I was going to pay a hundred and whatever it is, eighty six dollars per. Okay. Uh, I think you. That's the low end. I think you could pay higher to get in the forefront. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was you like, what a, better, "What a good way to promote a show." That's for you know? well. That's what I was going. I haven't looked that far. I've just looked at some of the general pricing there. Um, can you, can you put on a t-shirt with your podcast on it or do they have some limitations? Has it got to be the I, Mets? I, I think it has to be a Met jersey or something Met related. Okay. Cause I, they probably looked into it. They were like, look, this is going to be an opportunity for a lot of people to pump their own products <laughs> or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you know, back in the days when the boxers would put the, you know, the big, uh, yeah, yeah, right. And palace or whatever dot com on their backs, whatever the case may be, you know, <laughs> moving marketing. Uh, hey, look. Behind the bag presents Jacob Degrom is uh, something I'm I'm okay. That's not bad. That is not bad. I'm going to seriously look into it yeah. to see how you know you can get on like behind the plate 
or whatever. You know, you see yeah. Chipper Jones uh, and his son had a, a cutout in Chase at, at City Field today. Torture in the Mets. Torture the Mets fans. I kind of nah, like stop. that. I kind of love yeah. that. And he loves doing it. He names his kid Shay. I mean, that's the biggest, uh, that's the biggest torture of all time. He's, he's trolling. He trolls yeah. with his offspring. Yes, oh my by God. naming him Shay because oh he hit God. like 500 there. Um, us. John Mariano, another you get a, a lot of Yankee fans watching here. Any shot of closer wins Cy Young this year? I really think in a short season, the bullpens in general are more important than ever. Ah, look, hey, little Steve Bedrosian, Mark Davis, Cy Young win in action. Uh, yeah. yeah, it could happen. It could happen. There's just not as many right now marquee closers to me. Uh, it's a little bit uh, the view of position. It's not like uh, me and John Mariano love Mariano Rivera. Like that's our mm-hmm. guy, the Trevor Hoffman's the X back in the day. That was that era, that late eighties to, to early two thousands, uh, mm-hmm. early 2010s. I'd say that the marquee closes. What do you think, Tom? You got a closer you, you, you give the Cy Young to right now? I know. I mean, you know, Edwin Diaz a couple of years ago, yeah, 57 wins. I think he finished really high. I mean, 57 saves. I think he yeah. finished pretty high. Uh, no, I don't think you can not, I don't, not in this kind of shortened season. It does leave right. room for them because they're not going to pitch as much. Yeah. Um, it, you, it, it would have to be complete dominance, you know, Just, you'd have to yeah. save 30 games, you know, 35 games in a 60 game season. Yeah. Your ERA would have to be impeccable. Uh, your Just, team would have to be up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I would venture to say no. Yeah, look, uh, I'm with you. Here's 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 the 2019 uh, kind of leaderboard: Kirby Yates, Roberto Osuna, Araldis mm-hmm. Chapman, Josh Hader. Guy, you know, he's got some press. Will Smith, uh, Rysel Iglesias, Brad Hand, Kenley Jansen. I love Kenley. Uh, yeah. Alex uh, Colome, uh, Taylor Rogers, Ian Kennedy, former starter, just tossing yeah. some saves for the Royals. Uh, look, marquee name: Jansen, Hader, Chapman. Uh, but I don't think any of them. Yeah, to your question, John, I think it's a great idea and a good thought, um, but I just don't. Th- I don't think they'll have the uh, the spotlight. No, I don't think it could happen. Uh, you know, like I said, unless it's just remarkable, but yeah. I, I don't see it happening. But yeah, a Cy Young Award winner this year might win seven games. You it's know? crazy. Yeah, yeah. and again, yeah. I always I, I keep saying because I'm an old stat guy, wins don't mean as much. But I love a good uh, twenty win season. But it's not oh, yeah. about that. It's it's about the totals. It's about those were the best. Votto just homered 4 1 Cincinnati. There you Votto. go. Joey Votto's motivated this year, man. He's not going to walk himself off the off That's the island. That's true. If he can if he can be protected in that lineup, they're not bad. Yeah. They really aren't that bad. Uh, if I was a central, you know, if they get off to a hot start, it could be a very, very interesting season for them. There you go. We're going to have a little trivia question on the way out of here. Uh, let's see if you can get nice. this time. We'll work through it here. I got some multiple choice, but let me see if you can get this first. Uh, two points and one point for multiple choice, like our Schmodown uh, oh, yeah. careers there. Name the youngest player to hit 200 home runs in their career. They'd obviously go on to more, but wh- wh- who were the first to get to 200? The quickest to 200? Yep. Was it A-Rod? He's not even on the list. Mm, interesting. I'll give you a multiple choice. Okay. A, a, Eddie Matthews. B, Albert Pujols. C, Mel Ott. D, Mickey Mantle. E, Jimmy Double X Fox. Oh, man. Um, I don't, was it Pujols? It was not Pujols. It uh, was Mel Ott. He was uh, 25 years old, 144 days when he had his 200th in 1934. 1934. Jesus. He made I've his. Heard of him before. I yeah, never Mel, knew he was Mel, Mel Hot. one of the best old style swings back in the day. Big, uh, big cut, big leg kick. Uh, Ott made his debut one month after his 17th birthday. 
wow. from a different era would go on to uh, be in the Hall of Fame in 1951. Only played for 11 years. Mel Ott's one of those uh, good stories. Uh, I love uh, reading about Mel Ott, man, from another time. Yeah, back in those days, those guys didn't last 20 years, 25 years, right? Or whatever they were doing. You know, yeah. they were just like 10 years and out. Dimaggio only paid for like 14 years or something. Yeah. And the military stuff in the middle of it too. Yeah, but you know, because in the off season, you're running your feed store. You're yes. working down at the <laughs> barber shop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love, know, I love hearing the stories. Horses in the yeah. stable. Brooklyn Dodgers, like, uh, yeah, you know, you just walk to the stadium because I got ended my shift at the liquor store. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Pretty well, much, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah, some football players still have other jobs. And it's know? it is what it is, man. The, umpires and umpires are referees. All that stuff. Um, a lot of a lot of lawyers are referees and um, and umpires there. That's true. Uh, yes, we're almost out of here. Tom, you got to if you're watching live, you're listening, but later on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, a lot of cool things coming to the Box Score Heroes podcast yes. feed. You can follow us. You can subscribe and watch on YouTube. Give us a like, share, tell your yeah. friends, man. We're going to grow this thing during the baseball season. Uh, but Tom, as of recording tonight, as we're live right now, you got a good show, uh, Gucci verse oh, yeah. show. What do you got? Uh, Gucci versus uh, late night with Gucci and Kaisers tonight mm-hmm. on the Gucci verse channel. Everybody should go there and uh, subscribe to that. Uh, we're doing some big, crazy things. Uh, it'll be on Twitch live tonight. Um, we have uh, the queen herself, uh, Grace Hancock on the yeah. show. And uh, Andrew Schmominati guy is on the <laughs> show. We're going to talk witchcraft. We're going to talk conspiracies uh, yeah. inside the Schmodown. How many candles Grace has in the house. And uh why Ken's toys are all in a shed. Uh, ask the ask the tough questions. I'll probably yes. be in the gym watching live. Uh, yeah, yeah, and she's gonna. I, I wanted to do a, a psychic reading on uh, Kaiser live. Uh, see what oh, we see what we fall. And uh, hey, we can't we can't wait to get Kaiser too here on Box Score Heroes. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, do yeah. all that stuff. Follow it. Uh, do all that. You know what the drill is, everybody. Thanks for listening to Behind the Bag here on the Box Score Heroes podcast feed.